Hey Seacasters, I'm your host, Christy Swadling, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. We'll be talking about everything to do with health, fitness, well-being, and the power of your thoughts and the mind. So listen up, tune in, and let's go together. In this episode, I interview the king of entrepreneurs, Dylan Mullen. At just age 25, his business had earned over $20 million in less than two years. He's founder of the world's number one at-home hair removal device, Happy Skin Co., which I myself love and use to this day. In this episode, I pick at Dylan's mind to give you guys the ins and outs of business and earning money online. A huge thank you to my favorite makeup brand, Lust Minerals, for sponsoring this episode on Yo Balance Co. As you guys know, I've been using Lust on the Reg for years now. They're an all-natural, vegan, and cruelty-free product. You all know how much of a health advocate I am and how much I express the importance of what I'm putting in my body, but also of what I'm putting on my body. If you're interested to learn more, head over to www.lustminerals.com.au and make sure you use my discount code LOVEC for 10% off. Hello, Dylan, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. So in the intro, you were actually described as the king of entrepreneurs. Was I? Yes. The king of entrepreneurs. Yeah. I don't know about that, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely... Well, you're someone who I, as an individual, definitely do look up to within the social media world and as an entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about what you own. So Happy mm. Skin Co, correct? Yeah, Happy Skin Co. So we're um, like definitely Australia's number one, if not the world's number one at home IPL uh, hair removal handset. So we launched a couple of years ago, maybe um, just over two years ago now, April 2018. We launched, we were the first business to kind of build a brand around an at home IPL hair removal handset. Um, because we were the first brand to really put that on the, on like on the radar for people. Everyone thinks we invented the technology and people try and call me out saying, you didn't invent the technology. I'm like, yeah, dude, I never, I never claimed I did. Yeah. We, we took, took something that was already being done that nobody knew about. Like it was in a couple of retail stores at the back of the shop. No one knew. Um, and then obviously we've worked with you tons of times. You just, we just thought about where's, where's people's attention. Yeah, and, and we exactly. built a brand on social media, um, and fast forward, a little bit over two years and we're sitting here now. Um, Killing it. We're doing all right. We've done probably over 25 million in revenue in the last two years. Yeah. Um, worked with a lot of great Australian influencers to get the brand um, to where it is today. And obviously um, in the US as well is is right up there with our Australian numbers at the moment. So it's it's going pretty good. Mm, well, like 2020, that's what it comes down to, how you market it. And because at the end of the day, everything's already been done. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And everything is already like sold. So there's so many different swimwears out there. Mm. There's so many different products, lunchboxes, mugs, whatever it is. There's so much out there. It's about how you market it. And obviously that's what like you've nailed it at. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the biggest thing. So many people get stuck on uh, thinking of business ideas like they have to be like Elon Musk and come up with the craziest technology and change the world. You don't need to change the world. You just need to look for little improvements or mm. what you can do different. Um, we were lucky and I think why we've had so much quick success is because it was something that was very fresh. As I said, no one really knew about it. So if you can find something that isn't oversaturated already um, and build a brand in that and really focus on what you're good at, put a good marketing plan together, but just have good brand values, like think customer centric, customer first, you, you stand a really good chance of, of building something. And that being said, like the whole initial investment for Happy Skin Co was, was $20,000. So me and a business partner who I launched it with, um, we both saved up $10,000 just working in a full-time job. Like we weren't, weren't rich growing up. We didn't have rich parents who just gave us the money, saved up 10 grand each, um, put our money together, worked on the business for about a year, launched it. And it like, from the third day after we launched, 
it, it my life is, has changed yeah. for sure. It's crazy. So like, did you have to make some sacrifices in order to obviously like make that like 10 grand as your first investment? Well, yeah, like that 10 grand, I, it probably took me like, I don't know, I wasn't the best with saving before. No. probably took <laughs> me like- why, This is why you're here, yeah, you're helping me. Um, <laughs> look, it probably took me like a year or close to a year to save it. Oh. Like I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but like I was- I was still enjoying my life. Like I'd, yeah. I'd go out, I traveled, like I went mm-hmm. to Europe a couple of years before I did the business. Like I wasn't, I wasn't the best. Like I've learned a lot about managing my finances and managing my habits over the last couple of years, but by no means was I a, a wizard um, with finances or saving, but took about a year, saved up $10,000. And we just, it was once I put that 10,000 into the Happy Skinco Bank account, I didn't have much left in my own. So mm-hmm. it was kind of all my eggs in one basket sort of thing, but Everyone's like, oh, that was yeah. that was such a big risk. But for me, like, it, it genuinely wasn't a risk. A risk was for me not doing it and mm. and working in the job that I wasn't happy in for the rest of my life. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't yeah. like it just wasn't an option for me to keep going down that path of, you know, go to uni, get a job, be unfulfilled. It yeah. just wasn't an option for me. You weren't really like risking something that you felt like you were gonna lose no. in some sense. No. And I really do like that you had that balance. You said that as you were trying to save that 10 grand, you had that balance. So mm. you were still enjoying your life, but you ha- you were hustling, you had goals. And I love that you did that in your early stages because a lot of people, they feel as though they need to have that all or nothing attitude when it comes to saving. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They mm. have to be complete tight asses and yep. not go out and not spend. And by having that mindset, I feel like you completely resent wanting to save and wanting to try. Well, the biggest thing as well, and like I'm sure if you, if you compared like year on, like if we compared my 2017 to someone like that's 2017, they might have save more money, right? But my biggest thing, and I've figured out myself a lot over the last couple of years, I didn't really realize it then, but like the reason I'm, I'm in the position I am today is is because I wasn't, like you said, a tight ass. Yeah. Like I always had the mindset that money is going to come to me freely and easily. I never looked at money was, oh my God, I need to look after every little cent. It's going to be so hard. Like I always just had the the mindset that like one day I'm, I'm going to have enough money. It'll be easy for me to be up, buy a house. It'll be easy for me to live the life that I want to. So I was never too stressed out or controlled by it. Mm. As long as I had like a few thousand dollars in the bank, I could see my friends, I could go out, I could enjoy myself, which again, just being in that position is a very, I'd be very grateful to be in that position as well. But I just never looked at money as this thing that, oh my God, I have to count every penny. It just wasn't me. For one, I wouldn't enjoy it. But then it kind of puts you in this mindset that money's so hard to come by. And people look at money like this thing. It's like, and so many people, I don't know, like grow up with the mindset that money's like a bad thing. They look at I it definitely like, that comes mm, down to upbringing, like yeah. stress. You know, their parents are just mm. so stressful when it comes to money and don't really give out too much money. I've had friends who have had similar upbringings when it does come to stress and like bad, like money is bad. Like I had a best mate who he did, he felt for so many years that money was bad and he never actually had good feelings when it came down to finances and he constantly felt lack when it came to money. Yeah, and you know what else I hate as well? Like I hate the other way that people think money is bad thing, like, oh my God, this guy's trying to accumulate all this wealth. Like he's so, he's so superficial. So this, but like me being in, like being anyone being in the position where they have, have accumulated wealth or money, it puts you in the position to truly make an impact. Like way more than you could if you like were barely getting by. Like what, like if if you have money, you can, you can donate to charities. You can like you, even if it's not about money, you've built a platform. You can share things that are important Mm. to you. You can start foundations. You can be that driver for the movement. It's very hard to, to make, of course, there are a lot of, positive deeds you can do without money. But if you can amass some kind of like wealth or something behind you, like my biggest motivations isn't money. Like oh, I'm all about living the life I want to do. And a big part of what I want to achieve is, is giving back. And like, you know, more than anything you can do, like what really puts a smile on your face more than just doing something little for someone. And like, it just, you can see the smile on their face. 
you walk away and like you're happier than them. You know what I mean? Like giving for me is everything. To, it, like yeah. it's. It, I'm not trying to say like a Mother Teresa. Like I, yeah. I do a lot of things for myself, but those little things you do for other people or being in the position to help other people, mm. nothing fulfills you more than that. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, having the finances, like it's just, it's facts. Once you have that finances, everything is easier. And like this, like I find when it comes down to like people talking about money, they kind of shy away from it. But mm. it's something that once you start to actually talk about it, you don't feel as embarrassed or you don't feel as stressed around the actual topic. And if you are financially stable, you you naturally just have less stress in your life. So I honestly do feel like this is something that needs to be spoken about mm. and is important to prioritize. That's actually a really good point. Like you, you see people talk about removing stigma from things and, and that is one I didn't even realize until you said it. Like so many people are shy to talk about mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Like there's a stigma about talking about money. or Like it's rude. Like, like don't ask rude. them like, don't how ask, much they make. I like, know. Like I sure like you don't like but like yeah. it's just it's just money, you but know what we, I mean? We, we mm. grew, like we grew up thinking that it was rude and that it is something that you're not meant to really talk about. Mm. And it's crazy because it's something that if you're not speaking about it, you're not learning. You're mm. not growing from mm. it. You have to talk about topics in order to learn more about it. So I'm wanting to actually kind of like rewind a little mm-hmm. bit and start uh, like start about and talk about when you first started mm-hmm. because obviously there's going to be a lot of listeners who are wanting to just start and mm-hmm. they don't really know what to do. So what were your three like top mistakes that you made trying to start up your business? Um, yeah. So, and again, we've had, we've had like kind of like the e-commerce, like dream run, like two guys launched two weeks after mm. we launched, had to quit our jobs. So we ran so hard the first year just trying to make sales, trying to grow the business that you kind of overlooked a lot of things. Like one thing um, that I know I know we missed a lot of opportunity to improve on was like like kind of going into what we we're just talking about. Like I wasn't the best with managing finances and I don't mean we spend money on things we shouldn't. Like we just didn't understand the tax system or the structure of a business oh, system. So like just finding people that can help you. Like you, do, my, I guess that my point is there, like you don't have to be the person that understands everything. If, if you're like the content person who loves creating content and talking about brand, then, then do that. If you, if you don't know accounting or numbers of finance, maybe try and find a business partner to launch with that loves the operational and the finance mm. side of things. So that was one. Um, well, I'll tell you one that's going to be more valuable um, than, than my mistakes. The biggest mistake people make when they're, when they're trying to start a business is they try and get everything perfect, right? Like, okay, I want to get the perfect idea. I want to get the perfect website. I want to get the perfect content. I want to get the perfect product. And they just aim for this like unattainable thing of perfect or I'm not ready yet. I'm not comfortable with myself. I'm not good enough. Let me just wait. I've got this idea. I've got this idea. But like the, 90% of the time, they just never get to that point. So they don't launch. I've seen so many people that have been trying to launch businesses over the last few years and they don't even get to the point of launching because a lot of it probably stems from like a little bit of self-doubt and I don't feel comfortable to go out there. And like once you put yourself out there, then you know, like you're going you're gonna to get people that support you. You're going to mm. get people that hate on you. But you need to put yourself out there. And once you start, particularly with e-commerce, there's no way to learn. Like you can learn a lot about e-commerce from podcasts, um, from YouTube, from books, but there's no way to learn like just trying and just doing it. So like 100%. don't even don't even try aim for perfection. Get something like if it's 60%, 70% right, do it, launch, learn, grow, adapt. But um, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like people get shy of like the hate and like yeah. what do you do how do you deal with the hate like yeah. what's your approach to that because well, I'm sure everyone who builds builds like an audience as big as you is you're going to get people a lot of people that love you and you're going to get people that 
that okay. don't, right? Mm. And it comes down to um, focusing really on the foundation of growth and that is your own mindset. So towards yourself, you know, like you said before, having that self-belief and actually really believing in yourself and how you get to that point where you start to believe yourself is purely just from action, proving mm-hmm. yourself wrong. Um, for me, I am a bit of a perfectionist and it does it, it does not stop me but – I question everything that I'm about to do, except I do not allow my perfectionist mindset to stop my action. Mm-hmm. I continuously make the action that'll prove my perfectionist. And like, mm. you know, I get everything to the point that I want it to get at through action and movement. I don't stop moving. I don't stop making decisions because of my perfectionist mindset. I make sure that I keep making these decisions in order to perfect the product or per- perfect what I'm like my goal or my mm. project. So it's really about how you how you deal with things. And for me, action is something that I am good at and I continuously make the action until mm. I prove myself wrong. And that is something that has always helped me with my self-doubt is I'm consistent when it comes to movement and action. And that's something that is so important when it does come to um improving your thoughts towards yourself because if you can't just really just sit there and be like okay I'm going to think better about myself I'm I'm prettier I'm happier I'm actually more successful you can't just switch that train of thinking at that present moment it takes time and more importantly it does take action because you do need to prove it to yourself yeah it does and and that point you make about being perfectionist I actually think that um in the last two years since we have launched I've become it's going to sound funny because of what we've done and I'm, I hold myself to high, much higher standards now, but I mm. used to be much more of a perfectionist before because like I was worried that I had to control every little element or things wouldn't go my way or they'd fall yeah. apart or you'd get judged or you're not happy. But then you like, you just, once you, once you, and, and I know it's difficult like to get to that point where you're truly comfortable with yourself, with who you are, with who your journey is. But if you can get to that point of self-belief where, where you, it's like, where you don't, I don't like to say, I believe I'm going to achieve these things. Like I believe it's still like, it's you saying, I believe it, but it's still kind of saying like, it's this mystery thing. Like, mm. oh, I believe in, in religion or God, or mm. I believe that, yeah, I will win. But it's like, I know I'm going to achieve those things. Yeah. It's knowing, not, knowing and believing. Knowing and like believing. Two different feelings. Do you understand what I mean mm-hmm. by that? Like two different feelings. And that, and, and, and again, it might not be natural for you to say these things mm. at the start. I, I, and tell people, I know I'm going to achieve this. I know I'm going to build this. I know I'm going to have this business. Mm. Don't say I believe it. And look, there'll be people that look at you and be like, who is this person to say mm. that they're going to do all these things? Like, who are they? But a lot of the time, that's just their own insecurities they're projecting on you. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, just train your body every day, visualize your goals, visualize that person you want to be. And it's something I was actually driving here and I had that thought and I realized, whoa, I've, now I finally get it. You know how you hear these stories and then like you just randomly, you like, it'll pop into your head again. And like, now I get it. So like, I think it's a Matthew McConaughey quote when someone, he got interviewed and, and they said, who's your hero? And he said, my hero is, is me 10 years from now. Yeah. And then in 10 years, it's him 10 years from now. Yeah. And it's like, if your goal is always like, well, for me, like when I visualize, I'm always visualizing who I want to be in, in 10 years. Like, what does my life look like? How am I? Am I a lot more patient? I'm a lot more calm. Um, and then there's going to be things obviously in business so and relationships. Off, like what you're lacking right now. So like- your what your um your weaknesses so you know you want to be more patient because you're not as patient right now is that kind of what you look at when you're wanting to see your future that's self? that's part of it but I don't judge myself and yeah. where I'm at now as well I just I don't even think about like obviously you got to be self-aware of your flaws and what you want to improve right but I don't judge myself like everyone's on a journey like mm. I started and I probably had naturally better talents in some things and I had naturally worse talents in other things but if you just focus on like growth and and, and improving every day and you don't judge where you are in the journey I don't even think about 
that myself in that negative way. You yeah. know, like I'm aware that sometimes I can be impatient or sometimes it can be this or sometimes it can be that. But if every day, you know, truly you're trying to to grow into the person you want to be, then that's all that matters. And if you truly are and like you have moments where you snap or whatever, you get too competitive or whatever it is. And then like afterwards, you're like, yeah, I I messed up. And then you learn from that. Like you, know you said, I mean? you're not judging. You're really mm. just shedding awareness, mm-hmm. which is so, so important. I love that you have detached the two mm. because that's something that I as an individual, and as a girl, you know, I'm still young. I do definitely judge myself and I am constantly speaking about how it is important to become aware of your weaknesses. But if it's coming from a place of judgment, it's not actually going to benefit you in any mm. way. Yeah, and I, I think as well, and I, I'm no guru here. I don't I don't know how to make people to get get to this point, but like being your own sense of like worth and validation and like someone, like if someone compliments you and you let that make your day and then someone compliments and you let that make your day and then someone says something bad about you, it's kind of hard to like choose to let the positive one in and yeah. not the net. But if you get to the point where it's like, you know who you are, um, you believe in yourself, you don't let the negative in, you don't let the positive go to your head, you are just your constant like state of like worth, value, then it doesn't really matter what else is going on. Mm. You know what I mean? And I re- I just realized we're talking a lot about like mindset here and not, not business. But for me, m- for building that foundational mindset is is the most important thing because then you can do whatever you want. Business, exactly. if you want to be a singer, if you want to be an actor, if you want to mm. be an inventor, start with that mind. yourself, mm. yeah, you're able to not only like, for, for example, for your industry, sell products mm. better. Like um, if you're going to hire someone, you're not really going to hire them from what they know. It's more though how they act and how they portray themselves. I'm so glad you said that. That's <laughs> another mistake um, <laughs> that that I've made, and I've I've changed completely how I hire. So the first and look, we've 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 got an incredible team now. I've made a lot more, thankfully, good decisions than 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 well, right decisions than wrong decisions in terms of hiring and bringing people into the brand. Yeah. Um, and what I kind of fell into the trap was at, at the start was okay, I'd put up a, a job ad on LinkedIn or Seek or whatever, and then you get like a couple hundred people apply. And then you're kind of going off resumes. And okay, you give them a phone call. They're, they're kind of good on the phone, get them in. And it's like you don't really know them. Like they can just be a great interviewer. And everyone can say I'm a hard work, have initiative, and they can look really good on paper. And then when you get them in, they're just like, they don't fit into the team. They don't they're want to work hard. They, they, they just yeah. don't They don't gel. Yeah. And, and vibe is everything. Vibe 100%. is everything. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it so is. So like what I do now, and I prefer it so much more. Like I did it last week. Um, I posted the last like five people I've hired have all been through referral. Um, this time I had to hire again. I'm just like, let me put a post up. And I seen on Instagram. We're hired. Yeah, and I like, like Ooh, well. I got like fifty. I got like fifty people just apply just from that. Wow. And it's all like not all of them. A lot of people it's I cool didn't really you know. See the Instagram and that you know that's but your profile. A, a lot of them were like tagged from people I know or friends or connections. Yeah. So like people don't r- want to risk their like people don't want to say hey this is my friend um, Christy. she's great you should really hire her and they hire her and you're awful because that makes me look bad so people don't really want to put people forward if they don't really believe in them so yeah. it just makes it's a lot easier to to get like a good person a good fit um so i don't want to hire just by cold ads anymore obviously there'll be there'll be times where you have to but i'm a big believer in hiring like through your connections through your circle like people say don't hire your friends i, I love hiring my friends yeah you know yeah. what you're getting. Like yeah. they're along for the journey with you. They care about well. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure, I guess there's risk that you can have that argument one day. Mm. Thankfully, it hasn't really happened. But for me, I'd rather work with people I love. You know what I mean? And it can, it's also, um, it could be a point where your relationship can grow like so much through business, like mm. so much. One thing as well, like it's like my uh, our finance manager now, 
Um, he's, he's actually my cousin. So he, he was working at really big companies like Downer, one of the biggest employees in Australia, way too smart to, to be working uh, for me. Um, but like he was my hero growing up. I didn't have any older brothers. He was six years older than me. Everything he did, I wanted to do. I looked up to him. And then obviously I was busy. He was busy. It got to the point in our lives, maybe see each other like once a month, whatever. And then like I had this opportunity, we wanted to hire, bring in like someone who was really skilled in finance and operations. Um, And then end up just mentioning it to him. He's like, oh, I could do that. I'm like, you serious? You'd come work with me? Yeah, cuz. And like our relationship was so much better. I got to spend like a whole, it's been with us for a whole year every day, hanging out with my cousin again, like we were kids. Exactly. So it's just like those those extra things as well. Like. An opportunity to strengthen a relationship. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like you spend like a third of your life at work. Yeah. You know, you should make that enjoyable. Yeah. And if you can do it with your friends, then why not? And it's up to you. Exactly. And obviously your friend to kind of do what you can in order to strengthen that. See, it as a challenge. You know, everything in life that we do is a challenge. So don't think that hiring someone or working with a friend or starting a business with a friend is going to be detrimental in the relationship mm. just because you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that's another one of those things that you just hear, oh, don't do that. But yeah. why? Who said? Yeah, I'm currently, I, like my best friend actually works for me and I love it. Like, How good? I, it's so great. It is so great. And obviously it does come down to having a dynamic relationship mm. that you are going to balance each other out. And you can obviously, if you are someone who, like for me, she's she, like she works for me. So mm-hmm. it's important that she can take, um, what's the word? She can take... Um, Criticism, there yeah. we go, mind blank. She can take criticism quite well and obviously so can I. And it's about creating that um, relationship and making it a safe place to be able to do that. Well, yeah, I think in upfront you just have to be open and honest and, and put mm. that on the table before you start. Um, and then like just like respect each other's boundaries, respect each other's roles, positions and like not take anything too personally as well. Mm. Like if, if both people are like – you just have to be secure in your relationship and know there's going to be times where you don't disagree in certain things and how you navigate that is going to be so important because the relationship is more important mm. than, than than work, you know what I mean? So mm. so looking back at it now, is there anything that you would do differently when you're first starting up your business? Well, like, sure, in business there's, there's always tons of things in hindsight you would do differently, right? Mm. But honestly, you know, at the risk of sounding like a cliche, like I'm a massive, massive believer in like everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? And if you're huge on law of attraction, aren't you? Yeah, massive on law of attraction. Mm. This tattoo here, mm. LOA, law of attraction, got an eye for visualization. Like, yeah. Because it's, it's what makes me me. It's what exactly. builds, build, it's built my life. I truly believe if everyone got to the point where they practice visualization, true, true vi- visualization, law of attraction, true, bu- true building, true self belief, can't speak for so out. Is that Every you day. Do? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, um, is, do you find that is something that has definitely got you to? got you to where you are without a doubt like law of attraction and manifesting do you have like vision boards or is anything that you do like daily rituals that help you at all um i don't have vision boards yeah i've i've never seen i didn't learn law of attraction from a book from a course um Mm. i kind of figured out realized what i just I, i watched the secret on netflix like a few years ago and then i realized wait a minute I've been doing this my whole life. I just didn't realize. So like the way I do it, I mentioned how I'm always visualizing myself in 10 years. So like I always have the the clear goal, the my end goal of where I want to be or what goals I want to achieve. If it's a business with 20 staff, 50 staff, 50 million, 100 million, whatever it is. If it's it's back into some acting stuff that I'm doing, whatever it may be, right? I know where I'm going to end up. And then the way I visualize is there's certain particular moments and milestones along the way where in my head, like let's just say I always imagined this podcast, right? Always imagined in this podcast. Actually, I've got a real example. Gary Vee. 
I've, I've been lucky enough to be able to do some work with him, spend like, like spend some time with him in Australia, London, New York. And like I was in his, I took a video, I was in his, in his office in New York in January. Yeah. And do you know how many times in my head I had not just visualized it, like I was, I lived that moment inside my head. I was like just hanging wow. out with that Gary, yeah. living it. And like, that's just one example because it actually happened. But like, don't just visualize it. Okay, that was nice. Like in my head, whatever it may be, if it's if it's going on a date with a certain girl, if it's um, receiving an Oscar for it, for an example, for acting, it's like, I didn't just visualize that for two minutes. Like in my head, I lived it out. I played that out for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. In my head, lived it. I felt the emotions and that's true like visualization mm. when you live it when you feel those exactly. emotions because then you're truly you're, you're putting out that vibration like mm. you are living that how can you not attract that mm. Mm. a super interesting podcast i was actually listening to this morning it was all about manifestation and how it actually works so it was like the science behind it um, it was actually my girlfriend's podcast better for it katie williams and it was so interesting because the lady that she was um interviewing she was talking about how there is this stigma around um, manifesting and people think that you just sit in a room and you have good thoughts and you envision. But the envisioning is kind of like the first step. Mm. So do you do you think that action or like you said, the feeling or your like the way of thinking, does that have something to do with it? Does that have a big play? Well, for sure, right? And yeah. um, like you can't just sit in your room and like sit there and, and smile, close your eyes. Happen. And I, I want to come. Happen. Yeah, yeah. But like. So to me, it has two benefits, like practicing visualization. One is like all that stuff, which your friend Katie, I don't really understand. I don't, I don't understand because I didn't learn it. I lived it. Yeah. So I'm going to actually research it because I want to be able to understand the science behind it. But there's all that. There's that, that energy you're putting out, that vibe, but also why it's so good. And it's probably just as good, if not more powerful. If you're constantly seeing inside your head, you're living your most happy moments, you're living your dreams, you just always so how can you not be full of energy full of motivation every day because you know you're on your way there you just live that i'm like oh my god i'm so excited i'm going to achieve these things it just puts you in this state of motivation to go and act you have to then use that to work to grind to hustle to put it together so you're putting yourself like in that mindset is what's going to put you in them situations and have them conversations that are going to get you to your visualization, mm. to your dream, to mm. what you want. So it's all about getting yourself in that state of mind, but then also acting upon it and making them decisions and doing what you're afraid of. 100%. Um, what is the best marketing strategy you have done for Happy Skin Co? Um, probably the, the most successful thing we did, um, there was two that mm. were, were the same thing in two parts. Uh, you actually involved in it, uh, the, the launch of the, our, our Gen 2 handset that yeah. we shot last year. Yeah. So. That was massive because that was completely changing the game for us. We were no longer, no one could copy us anymore. No one could steal our IP. We completely reinvented the handset, the product. We upgraded everything. Our website looked so much better. Our content, you saw the studio. It was, it was massive. Amazing. It was even it the was design, the design, the actual IP. Everything we went, we went over and above and that was great. And then, so we launched that in end of October last year, um, last year. Last year, far out. Like was, I, I yeah. can't even keep track of time. No. And then um, about a month later, we dropped our um, black handset um, on Black Friday, so the matte black version. Yeah. Um, and we, we shot some other content as well for that. And since that, we, that was meant to be a limited edition thing. It's been like many, many months now. I'm thinking it might just stay on because now, so t- this is how successful they were. Our Gen matte 2, black. both. So our Gen 2 handset. Yeah. Um, which is $100 more expensive usually than the, the classic handset is 80% of our orders and the classic is 20. Oh wow. And then the and then out of the new hands out of the Gen 2 handsets about more than 60% are black 
And then pink is a little bit more ahead of white. So it's like everything we launched just took us to another level and people just, people just, I don't know, just sat, sat really well with people. And it's funny, like in terms of- Do you of, reckon that comes down to the design, the look? Obviously, it's a big part. Yeah. yeah. So the looks are, are big. So in terms of the colors, the colors, different colors don't do anything different. It's just the look. Um, but yeah, everyone loves a matte black. You know what I mean? So before, actually, it's interesting to see. Aesthetics like, is so important when you're selling a product. For sure. Yeah. Labeling, logo, mm-hmm. everything. So I feel like that's something that you definitely do need to prioritize when you are starting an online business or you're starting to sell a product is the aesthetics. Yeah, for sure. And that's why as well, like I get a lot of people DM me, oh, do you, do you recommend drop shipping? Do you recommend drop shipping? I'm like, if you don't have a lot of money saved up and particularly if you're younger and you want to learn it hundred percent, but if you've got a little bit of money behind you and you've got a really great idea that you're really passionate about believing, then please do not drop ship, create something that's your own, build a brand, package it up how you want it, control the whole consumer experience. It's just so much more powerful. The branding. It's the brand. Yeah. hundred percent. Branding is everything. And when you do do drop shipping, you don't actually have control of that at all. None. And when it comes down to branding, for me, branding is so important. You know, when people um, see certain fonts, certain colors, certain things that they it represents me, mm-hmm. it gives them a certain feeling and that is what's going to help um, like buyers, you know, help buyers just decide on you because like I was saying before, there's so many products out there. There's so many mugs. Why are they going to buy your mug? Mm. And again, it does come down to branding and the feeling. So um, speaking about this, tips on starting an online business. Cool. Um, so first one, I kind of covered it before, but start. Don't yeah. don't, don't think Love about it, it anymore. Yeah. Start. Just try, learn, fail, yeah. mess up. Who cares? Like start the first thing. Try and make a little bit of money of that from that if you can. Save up, start a bigger thing. So the biggest thing is, is just start. Second thing, again, I really want to reiterate and I don't have the, all the answers and about how to do this because for me, I'm very lucky it came quite naturally, but get yourself to that place of self-belief where you truly know yeah. that you're going to achieve your dreams and, and live your dreams. Um, and then in terms of like something that's a, just like a, a handy tip is like I see so many people now, like I still I still see people start new uh, at-home teeth whitening kit brands. There are so what? many. I've probably been contacted by twelve <laughs> different ones to promote. Like it's, it's <laughs> like what are you like? Try something a little bit different. Do something that hasn't been overdone, yeah. you know. And like yeah. obviously, or if there is, like for example, like tan mm-hmm. to create for for like a, girls would understand to create a tan product. There are huge, huge um, people that you'll be up against. So mm-hmm. like Bondi Sands and Loving Tan. So it's kind of like. <laughs> Do you really? What's the yeah, point? Like they're already they're already killing it in the game, mm. and tan it all really does the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's kind of like what? How can you be like? What steps are you going to make that are going to make you better than someone who's been doing it for years and they've been in the game for years? You need to change. You don't need to change or invent something new, but you need to change something. There needs to be something that makes you and your brand different. Yes. It's particularly yeah. for the things like tan that people use consistently for like year in year mm. out. It's like. It's a big step for someone to change if they're super happy with yeah. their tan or their uh, makeup to like, yeah. okay, I just saw this brand, I had a cool ad, I'm going to – no, it's not It's not enough to get someone to – Yeah. And like another thing that so many people start with and it's so difficult, I don't know, It's people do it because they're passionate about it, but like I see so many people start with like a little fashion label. I'm like, dude, that's one of the hardest things you could do. The margins in it aren't great yeah. and you're up against so many so massive many. brands yeah. and people already – have brands they like, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Not to say you can't do it. Like there's some labels that start up and take off. Do you find that has a lot to do with like this is just something that I was thinking about then. Does this have a lot to do with Instagram and marketing? Do you find they are important things that people should be using when they're starting their own business? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the ones that do cut through and they do make it is the ones that 
like focus on branding. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a friend, like I don't know the guy who owns it, but a, a really good friend of mine works with him, like LSKD, that male brand. They're just all about like, I don't know, good vibes, good yeah. times, chilling out. Like they're built on their brand and like they launched at the similar time to us, I think, and they're, and they're killing it. But like if you just go out and you try and just be this other generic brand that has, maybe if you have really cool pieces, but you don't really have someone, like it doesn't have, no one's attached to it emotionally. There's yeah. no brand story there. It's like, hmm. Yeah. And by no. attaching to it emotionally, you know, that comes down to like we were saying before, branding and logo mm. and looks and aesthetics mm-hmm. and Instagram and marketing is huge, huge with that. Why mm. do you think that is it? Why do you think that um, Instagram and YouTube and marketing and all of these things and media, how does that create an emotion for people? What do you reckon that is? How does it create an emotion? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I think it's just how you position how you position your product. The best way to build brand and create that emotion, and this is why I think influencer marketing is here to stay, is because like I could show someone a Facebook ad ten times and it might be the best ad, but it's just like, eh, who cares? It's okay, yeah. cool product. Yeah. I don't really I don't need it. But if someone follows Christy Swaddling for for a year, two years, and then we work with him, like, hey, Christy, I've, I've got this product. Mm-hmm. Can you try it for me? Tell if you like. If you like it, I'd love to book book yeah. a, a partnership with you that's organize yeah. something and then you do it and you use it and this is the biggest thing like i, I want to work me i think the best thing to do is work with people who actually like your product who have used it have tried it mm-hmm. at least got a taste of it and can see what it can do and then like you post that and say hey guys here's my thing like i've, I've actually been using it for like a bunch of like three four weeks five yeah. weeks it's actually working great it's so cool like here's my experience they're like that's how you get the people's attention yeah. that's how you capture their emotion yeah. like okay awesome and then there's like just really good creative, like you said, colors and music and there's certain little mm. things that the little one percenters that resonate with different yeah. people. Um, but I think the best way to get attachment to someone is like right now influences again, Instagram, but TikTok is like massive. Oh. How crazy. Like TikTok is growing so fast. Why do I suck so much at dancing? Like oh. I'm so bad. It's it is <sighs> It's the time to be a dancer. Like all these people are just Why blown up. Why did my up. mom ever put me in dancing when I was young? I know. Oh. So, and like Charlie D'Amelio, she's got like almost 60 million followers. Like I how long's TikTok been around? Like a, a year? Yeah. Well, it's actually half? it's been around for years, but they they they've done something to it within the past year mm. that have like revamped it, and then Charlie and all of, all of these people started to use the platform, and mm. which is what really has helped TikTok, if anything. So the users have helped TikTok, and I think as well it's something to do with China taking over. I don't know, don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Have you seen like the celebrities starting to jump on TikTok? Oh, like um Kylie Kardashian and all of the Kardashians. That, they, I think. Kylie Kardashian, Kylie yeah. Jenner, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, put them same, together. same, same, Yeah, same. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm, just not, I'm not a Kardashian. I'm playing with not you. part of it. Um, best TikTok, oh, I'm going on the record, best TikTok, uh, Jessica Alba. Really? Oh, she's, she's so cool. She's like she's good. got a business, a family, she's killing it. Mm. Yeah, anyway. And Hayley my... Bieber, I like her, the Beavers. I love the oh, Beavers. Oh, here we go, talking we about go. TikTok. Who's, the, who's actually the best like Instagrammer that Happy Skin Co has worked with? Not the best, but the biggest, sorry. Apart from you, you mean? Apart from me, obviously. The biggest, uh, Tammy Hambrough probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've done a few. Did that go well? Yeah, of course it goes well. She's Tammy yeah. Hambrough. Um, Chantel Jeffries is quite big in the yeah, States. Wow. Stasi, who's like Kylie yeah. Jenner's best friend. Father, You know, Kelsey Calamine. Yes. Father Kels. Wow. Yeah, some of them. They've worked big, big, big people. You, so like when you um, obviously work with such like big brands and such mm-hmm. big individuals, is the revenue insane that comes back? Does it, does it genuinely work? Well, that's the thing with like, and this is a good tip for anyone who has a brand is doing mm. influencer marketing. Um, so if you like those bigger people that you work with aren't always necessarily going to be the most ROI positive straight off the bat. So like, obviously these people, like you spend a lot of money to work with them, right? 
Um, and so like, for example, if I pay someone $2,000, they might make me back $5,000, $6,000 if they're a good, you know what I mean? Whereas if you pay someone like $40,000, like I know they have a lot of reach and a lot of, a lot of followers, but you're not necessarily going to make that back just off that post. But the way you look at those big collaborations, which is why we don't do them all the time. We do them every couple months is to build brand because, okay, now we might not have made five times sales back or double the sales back or whatever, but now my brand is bigger and I'm going to make those sales back over the next couple of weeks, yeah. couple of months, and you're a yeah. bigger brand for it. Yeah. So it's like Kylie Jenner, once you get a half million, a million, like I'm sure a lot of brands, you do not break even off that. That's that's a lot of product to sell, but it's okay. The brand, your brand position you're in now, you can you reuse that content and people know, okay, it's 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 more of a brand play, those big influences. Yeah. If you could just like throw someone 50 grand and they make you back half a million, like yeah. everyone would do You'd it. You'd be doing it all the time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So what are the pros and cons about running a successful, well-known mm-hmm. brand? Well, like the pros is is why I got into this is yeah. is the freedom to to like live life on your own terms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I'm in control of my own destiny. I don't have to go work for a company or work underneath the boss who isn't letting me grow, isn't letting me express my ideas creatively. Um, so it's just being able to like live live life as you as you want as you see fit and this is no way like oh, i'm gonna go on five holidays a year like i work so hard but it's like you're in control of your life and that's another biggest thing people need to realize we have more control and not everyone needs to start a business but you have more control if you don't like your job obviously it's difficult now take away corona take away all this but like usually there's options if you're in a job you're unhappy and you're earning eighty thousand dollars maybe you could take a job that's maybe more creative and you might earn like $65,000, but you'd be so much happier. Exactly. Like, wouldn't you rather that? I definitely reckon it weighs it um, And then just like, obviously getting to travel, getting to like work with people that were my heroes and like the relationships you build obviously yeah. is, is, is like, is a cool benefit. Um, and then like the, the, the negatives, I don't, I don't really see them in negatives. Like I'm sure from the outside, like for me lately, I'll be work like 8am to like, 10, 11 p.m. Yeah. isn't isn't uncommon to like, I work a lot. Um, so there's long hours, weekends, you very, very, very rarely get, don't expect to get weekends off. That's that's one. Um, and then like pressure, like you're, you know what it's like, you're, you're, you're your business. Yeah. You are the last line of defense. There's no, yeah. okay, this isn't working. Hey, can you fix this for me? Or can you figure this out? You it's you. Thing. It's yeah. like, oh, I need to be the one with the answers now. Yeah. Makes you grow up really quickly. Um, and then just sacrificing time with like friends and family. But I don't see them as negatives because, like I said, I I feel most fulfilled. I feel happiest when I know I'm moving forward in my life. When I stop and and I take too much time off or I'm not thinking about my goals, I'm not visualizing and I get stagnant, that's when I start to like the negative thoughts slowly start to creep in or like you just feel a little bit down. Like what am I doing? Mm. But if I stay busy, I stay active, pursuing my goals, ticking things off the list, and that's what everyone should do. Like if if you're constantly thinking about your goals, ticking things off the list, whatever, like if you get into this like daily momentum, routine of moving yeah. forward, you build this unstoppable moment, momentum, yeah. this energy, yeah. and it like it fires you up every day. You know, they talk about filling, filling up your cup. Yeah. Your cup is full every day and that energy is is contagious, not just for mm. you but the people around you. Like people want to spend time with you. People are like, okay, she's she's going out there. She's killing it. Like, yeah. well, she's trying. At least she might not be killing it, but look, she gets knocked down and she gets back up. Maybe maybe I want to try. Mm. Um, so – I just went on a rant. I don't even know what you asked me. Uh, but, just, yeah. uh, I don't even know. The cons. The cons. The cons. Uh, then we're talking about putting yourself in that yeah. that headspace of achieving and mm. getting stuff done. And that's why I constantly talk about, you know, routine and tasks, you know, having daily schedules and to-do lists because when you are achieving, it mm. doesn't matter whether it's like, you know, cleaning up your room.
room or organizing your cupboard or whatever, if you get yourself in that momentum of like achieving things, mm-hmm. you're more likely to like feel like that's a norm for you. Yeah, 100%. And like I think goal setting is a massive thing. So yeah. like for me in my life, for example, like there'll be like maybe five or six main areas. So like business is obviously one, inside and, and potentially other opportunities outside Happy Skin Co., Martial arts, obviously, I'm a, I'm a martial artist. That will be one. Relationships, um, acting, for example. And then, like, okay, I've got five, six main priorities in my life right now. What are my, like, big five-year goals? Okay, cool. And then what can I do? Like, what are my one-year goals underneath that? And then to achieve those one-year goals or six-month goals on the way to that big five-year goal, there's going to be steps that you need to take and tick off or improve. And you, as long as you're doing, like, a few of them every week or, like, you're trying to do, like, one day a week of each thing and you realize, whoa, like, eventually I'm doing this for a year, two years. I'm actually moving so much closer to my goals and becoming more proficient in this. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting in shape. I'm getting like whatever it may yeah. be. So you've got like a balanced amount of goals when it comes to business, relationships, like yourself, your health. Well, I try to, but it's always, it's always like flexing up and down in yeah. certain areas. You can never just be fully like, as long as you realize, okay, I've been putting like 80% of my energy into business might not be the best thing, but it's what I'm doing right now. Um, I think you just got to be cautious, like con- conscious of like, it never stays the same. Like you got to give everyone, like if you've got all in on business, maybe your relationships are going to suffer a little bit. And so, okay, I want to take a step back. I want to spend more time with my mom, with my friends, with my boyfriend, yeah. whatever. And then, okay, now business starts. It's like a balancing act, you know what yeah, I mean? But as but, long as you yeah. give everything enough attention exactly. and like it, there's no right or wrong thing, whatever you want to spend time on, whatever's going to take you to where you want to be at that time, that changes, you mm, know what I mean? Exactly. Adding on to that, my last question My last question is, what does your balance look like for you? Um, so to be honest, I haven't, since this all this stuff has been going on, I haven't really been balanced because like everyone's schedule has been thrown way out of whack, mm. right? And um, so like biggest thing that I've been missing is, is martial arts. I do that three times a week. Uh, I train, I teach, I do all that. And that's kind of like it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's perfectly spread out to keep me on. So like usually I, every day my, my, my perfect routine is I wake up before six, um, I, I, I roll and I stretch, um, do a delight exercise, then I meditate, then I go to work at like 8 a.m. I go to work till eight, six o'clock, I go to training. And then maybe on Tuesdays, because I don't have training at night, I work a little bit longer. Wednesdays training, Thursdays, I'll be working on some sort of other project. Friday training, Saturday, I try to give myself the whole day off. Maybe do like an hour or two of like emails if I have to. Sunday morning, I train. Um, I make myself like a really nice breakfast. I do like a few hours of work Sunday afternoon and then I take Sunday night off. So that's balanced for me. But lately it's just been like wake up, stretch, meditate, work, uh, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, 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 I know it's not the best thing to do long term. Um, but I'm aware of that. So like I'm starting to train. I used to train like five days a week. Now yeah. I'm like training yeah. like twice a week. I'm like. And, and this is something that I do speak about quite often on my channels. What we have this idea of balance should be like is a balanced amount of things in our life. But really this is why I talk about what is your balance. So mm-hmm. this is something that I talk about quite often on my channel. It's about finding your balance and how to find that is about prioritizing what your goals are right now. hundred percent. That's really all it is. It's balance isn't, you know, relationships, health, wellness, fit, gym, um, you know, working, et cetera, et cetera. It's really about balancing out the things that make you you happy because for me balance comes down to health and 
happiness is my health. Mm-hmm. So I really balance out things that just fulfill my happiness. And for you, these are the things that are making you happy. You, you seem happy. You're happy. Exactly. You know, you seem like you're thriving. So I feel like this is your balance. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like pe- people might hear like my schedule and that's my idea schedule. Like lately, cause I started acting yeah. again, like my whole weekends are acting. So it's like, I haven't had a break for like a couple of weeks, and, but that's my balance. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I want to do. I'm no one's making me do these things. Mm. I'm, I'm doing all these things because I have a lot of goals and I want to achieve a lot of things. And then occasionally after like two, three weeks of going real hard, I'm like, I'm taking a day off. I need yeah, to. Yeah. And I'll do that. But the other You're thing as well. to what you need and yeah. But I, I want to go both ways here. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's very important to find your balance. But also what 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 stops a lot of people and I, I hate to see is like people have a lot of goals as well, but then they just don't put the work in for it. So mm-hmm. it's like you need to find your balance. But also if you've got all these things you want to do, Put your list together, work backwards from your goals and at least let's start an extra four hours a week of working towards this goal. Get used to that, an extra eight hours a week working towards this goal. So like if you're not if you're doing too much, realize like, okay, where should I pull back certain things? But if if you're like feeling a little bit guilty because you've just been sitting around watching Netflix all day and then you've you're feeling a bit crap about yourself, haven't been training, like take the steps, like you're in control, take the steps and you can improve like your outlook, you can improve your health. Anything like you're busy, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, exactly, don't you feel yeah. best when you're active and you're doing exactly. doing Achieving, things? Yeah, mm, mm. and that's the thing. Like, you know, you want to be the more that you do achieve, the more that you want to achieve. And for my listeners here, if this is what you needed to hear to start, you know, if Dylan hasn't said it enough in this in this episode, then this is this is your trigger. You know, this is something that I want you to take on board and listen to and to start. If you're wanting to, you know, create that business, create that Instagram, do that podcast, just start. So anyway, that is all my questions for today. Thank you so much for coming on board, Dylan. Seacasters, I will see you in my next episode. Bye.